Hey there, from CNN, I'm Krista Bow with the five things you need to know for Monday, January 29th. President Joe Biden says the U.S. will respond to a drone attack that killed three U.S. troops in Jordan on Sunday, potentially thrusting the U.S. deeper into the Middle East conflict. He blamed Iran-backed militant groups for the attack, which is the first time U.S. troops have been killed by enemy fire in the Middle East since the start of the war in Gaza. Iran distanced itself from the attack, as its foreign ministry claimed regional resistance groups don't take orders from Tehran. Republicans on Capitol Hill have been pressuring Biden to ratchet up the scale of the American counterattack, including possibly striking targets inside Iran, following weeks of non-fatal attacks in Iraq and Syria against U.S. troops. This is happening against the backdrop of fresh, very delicate efforts to secure the release of more hostages in Gaza in exchange for a prolonged halt in the fighting between Israel and Hamas. White House national security official John Kirby says Biden is working his way through response options right now. Here's the thought process. We don't want to see these attacks continue. Uh, and we want to make it clear uh, that they're unacceptable. We also want to make it clear that we'll do what we have to do to protect our troops, our facilities, our national security interests in the region. Uh, those are the options that the president is weighing right now. Uh, we're going to take this very, very seriously. We do have a bipartisan deal. We're finishing the text right now. Senate Democrats and Republicans may have finally found a compromise over border policy after months of political deadlock. That's what Connecticut Senator Chris Murphy, a key negotiator, tells CNN. The proposed bill would reform the asylum system, expedite work permits, and give the president sweeping new powers to shut down the border between ports of entry if crossings get too high. President Biden addressed the compromise at a campaign rally Saturday. If that bill were the law today, I'd shut down the border right now and fix it quickly. And Congress needs to get it done. Murphy said the question remains whether Republicans in both chambers are going to listen to former President Donald Trump, who has tried to tank the compromise. Today marks the start of the tax season in the U.S. And if you're like me, you might be tempted to wait right until the last minute to submit your federal income tax return. But remember, the deadline for most people is April 15th to avoid any late fees. If you made less than $79,000 last year, you might be able to electronically file for free with certain tax software providers. The IRS is also piloting a free program that would let you file federal taxes without a middleman like TurboTax. It's only in certain states for select employees right now, though. And while we're all getting ready to file, the IRS is using new funds to digitize documents. Apparently, it has more than 1 billion historical paper documents that need to be dealt with. Investors think the Federal Reserve might cut interest rates in March, but some say it's time to start cutting rates now. That's essentially the message Senator Elizabeth Warren has for the Fed ahead of its policy meeting this week. Fed officials are expected to debate when to start cutting interest rates, because data shows inflation is coming back down to earth. But the Fed's war on inflation sent shockwaves through the housing market. The supply is low, average mortgage rates are high, and people who want to sell won't, because they would need to get a new mortgage at far higher rates. So Warren and her Democratic colleagues want the Fed to reverse course on interest rates to address the affordability and access crisis they blame the central bank for. Up next. He was zero. E. Jean Carroll speaks to CNN about coming face to face with Trump in court. Former magazine columnist E. Jean Carroll has been telling CNN what it was like to finally come face to face with Donald Trump in court. There he was, and he was nothing. Last week, a jury ordered Trump to pay Carol more than $83 million for defamation over his comments when he denied that he sexually abused her in the 90s. Both Carol and Trump took the stand during the trial. But Carol says they had very different reasons for being there. 
Ours was to win a case, his was to win voters. A man found liable for sexual assault is using the woman he sexually assaulted to get votes. Carol says she plans to, quote, do something good with the money from Trump, who vowed to appeal and called the verdict absolutely ridiculous on social media. All right, that's all for now. I'm Krista Bowen. and our next episode drops at 3 p.m. Eastern. Until next time.